Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. First small stepping stone on the inevitable route to outer space. And what of the future when the moon has become Luna Station, a transfer point on the well-traveled road to the planets and asteroids of our solar system? Will it gather a new crop of legends as deep and mysterious as the moon stories of a thousand years ago? We cannot know, but we can guess. Theater 5 presents The Wandering Spaceman. I like this place. The drinks are honest. The girls are pretty. Oh, there are a lot worse hats around here on Luna Station. Frank! Frank, I've been looking for you. When did you get in? A little while ago. Take a seat, Lars. We were just talking about you. Yeah, I can just guess the sort of things these baboons were saying. <laughs> Come to the office with me, Frank. We can talk privately. All right. See you, gentlemen. <laughs> You have a good trip, Frank. Oh, as usual. The Mars run nowadays is almost as much of a milk run as the shuttle trip back to Earth. But how's it been going with you, my friend? I miss this place. <laughs> have you? You know, sometimes I wonder about myself. Running a spaceman's diet carved out of the bedrock of the moon. <laughs> it's a fine occupation for a grown man with a daughter. <laughs> well, now, don't run yourself down, Lars. We astronauts need the spaceman's rest. Eh, uh, maybe... And I swear someday I'll toss half these space bums out of this place. Never let them in the front door again. Or oh, you shouldn't let them get you down, Lars. Hey, don't get Lars toner down. Don't worry yourself about that. Still, know if I didn't have a daughter to support, I'd be tempted to pack up and find a job back on Earth. And at that, it might be better for her. Well, you'd both be missed, Lars. Especially Sally, eh? <laughs> well, don't be embarrassed, boy. I know how you feel about her. <laughs> well, I guess everyone on Luna Station knows. You're a good man, Frank. The sort of man I'd pick for her myself. A captain on a scheduled transport, sober, good future. Frank, let me push my nose into your business. Why haven't you asked her to marry you? Well, I have, Lars. And she? Well, I guess she's not ready to settle down yet. Yes, I was afraid of that. She's like her mother used to be, wild. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You've heard about my wife, haven't you, Frank? I've heard stories. The stories are true. Whatever they say is true. She ran away from me, Frank. Ran away with a bum. Left her husband and her baby for a no-good pilot of a tram freighter who set his course towards Venus, traveled too close to the sun and burned himself, his ship, and my woman to a blackened cinder. Oh. Sally was only one year old then. I raised her myself, watched her grow into a woman who looks like her mother did, and with her mother's blood. She isn't her mother, sir. Maybe she's not. But she has the same streak of wildness in her. I wish he'd marry a good man like you and settle down. Well, I haven't given up on that. No, no, of course you haven't, Frank. 
But you know what she does now? She hunts to the rest and talks to the deep spacers, the captains who steer out beyond the asteroid belt. They have a certain look about them, Frank. A look like a one who he, the man who took my Laura away. Lars, you're making too much of this. Oh, maybe I am. Maybe I am. At any rate, I, I'd better get busy. Whatever you think of the spaceman's rest, it won't run itself. <laughs> well, I'll go out with you. Look, boy, there she is. You understand what I mean now? What? Sally. Look who she's with. He's one of them, all right. You can tell by looking at him. Tall, lean, with eyes you hardly dare to gaze into because of what they may have seen. She met him a week ago, and already she can't leave him alone. She's drawn to a man like a moth is drawn to a candle flame. I ought to go over there. Oh, take it easy. They're only talking. There's no crime in that. Only talking, yes. But what are they talking about? I see your father is staring at us, Miss Sally. I do not think he approves of our being together so much. Poor Daddy. He's always worrying about me. <laughs> My mother... Yes, yes, I've heard the story. It is a sad one. Heard many sad tales a man can hear in his wanderings from planet to planet. Someone once said that human beings were meant to stay on their own world. And that any love affair that springs up away from Mother Earth is doomed from the start. What a curious idea. You don't believe it, do you? Well, when you wandered for as long as I have, you, you simply don't know what to believe. <laughs> but your father that you meet the same fate as your mother. I think he really is. He says, I have my mother's blood in me. I think he really believes that he'll wake up some morning to find that I've followed some stranger into outer space. And you? Could you do what your mother did? I don't know. It would depend on the man, wouldn't it? Well, that young man... One standing with your father. Oh, oh Frank. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's... Well, he's really very nice. He'll be a important man one day. He's already captain of a ship on the Martian run. But he's not for you? No, he's not. I sometimes wish he were. But he's not. Oh, why am I telling you all this? A week ago, we were strangers. And if I were your father, Miss Sally... I would worry about you in much the same way he does. You should be more wary of strangers. But why? What can happen to me here? You can say. A man from deep space might be anyone. He might be a dangerous criminal or worse. He might even be the wandering spaceman. Oh, who? A wandering spaceman. Now, don't tell me you haven't heard the tale. No, I haven't. Well, it also is a sad tale. The wandering spaceman was a captain in the early days of the Venus run. He was young, bright, ambitious. Then one day, he met a girl. 
someone very much like you, Miss Sally. He thought of her as the planets, the stars, the whole universe. Became engaged, and he had one more trip to make before they were to marry. While the captain was in space, the owner of the space line happened to come to Luna Station and met the girl. He was neither young nor handsome, but he did have one advantage. He was very, very rich. The girl left for Earth with him just two days before her captain was to arrive back on Luna. At first, he thought of going after them, killing them both. But he realized that that would solve nothing. So he cursed all women and all men too. He swore that he never wanted to marry, he never wanted to look at another human being. The next morning he took a spacecraft out for the test run. And? And never whispered from again. But what happened? Some say that he wanders through the solar system, unable to land except once every seven years. At that time, he's given a single week to find a woman who might share his loneliness. And has he found one? It's only a legend, remember. But has he? According to the story... Sally, 
I can't blame him for what he did. If I had a girl such as you... But I'm not his girl. I've already told you that. And you're so literal, my Sally. Very well, if I admire the girl like you, if I hope to have a girl like you, then I would not be happy to see you with a man like myself. Sally, we have been seen together far too much over the past week for your friend's peace of mind or for your father's, for that matter. And why shouldn't I be seen with you? Use your own good judgment, Sally. What do you know of me? Only that I am captain of the stranger, the tramp freighter, doing odd jobs out among the larger asteroids. It's not a very good prospect for a lovely young girl. No one thinks to bother to ask me what I think. <laughs> yes, you are right, Sally. Well, what do you think? I... Well, I don't know. Except that I want to know more about you. You're unlike anyone I've ever known, Mitchell. Even the other deep spaces. Somehow I have the feeling that we were intended to meet. Perhaps it is better that we won't be seeing any more of each other. What do you mean? I'm leaving today, Sally. My ship is repaired and I must go back out there where I came from. Must you? Can't you stay a second week at least? No. No, I can't. Take me with you then. Take you with me? What? Take me with you. Take me into the space with you and let me wander with you through the vastness beyond Venus and Mars. Let me see for myself the loneliness of space. The loneliness? Please, Mitchell. I will walk you away. You'll hardly know you have me on board unless you want to. No. But why not? No, no, Sally. I've said no. You are a silly, romantic child. Now, stay here on Luna Station where you belong. Or better still, if I were your father, I'd take you back to Earth where you can get those ridiculous notions out of your head. Sally, I mean it. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I am. I think I do. I like the wandering spaceman we were talking about. No one knows where I go or what I do. Sally, I travel into space and disappear for seven years. I know. I'll say goodbye to you now, Sally. I'm going to the launching platform. Goodbye. Yes. You'll forget about me, Sally. You'll have to forget about me. Kiss me once before you go. Kiss you? Yes. Just once before you go. Sally, my Sally, if things were only different. Yes. Goodbye. Sally? Sally? There you are. Your father's worried sick. Van Graff's due to take off within the hour, and he was worried that you decided to take off with him. What? But take off with him. Stow away if you had to. Stow away. Oh, come, Sally. No. You go back, Frank. I want to be by myself for a few more minutes. Well, where will you be? Take Dad to the radar room. Van Graff's ship is leaving, and I... And you'll meet us there? Of course. 
I'll meet you there. But I don't understand. Why didn't you bring her with you? Don't worry, Lars. She said she'd meet us in the radar room. I suppose she wants to watch Van Graaff's ship as it gradually moves off the screen. Yes, I suppose. Oh. But there's something about all this I, I just don't like. Well, here we are at any rate. He's not here. I told you, Frank. I told you there was something wrong. Well, we can't know if there's something. He's on that man's ship, I tell you. I don't know how she got on board, but she did somehow. I tell you, she's there. Well, if you're sure, we could have the ship searched. Don't waste time, man. Do it. Launching room? Uh, launching room. This is Captain Gretney speaking. I want you to hold the countdown for the spaceship stranger. Bound for the asteroid. Captain's name is... Uh... What's that? Are you sure? Well, yes. Yes, of course. Thank you. What is it? It was just taking off as I was speaking. I knew it. I knew it. We actually don't know she was on board. Where right? else would she be? Turn up that number three screen to see if we can track a ship. There. It's that bright blip over there. We can keep her in sight for two or three hours. I see it. It's starting the elliptical course towards the asteroid belt. Well, look. What happened? The blip. What happened to the blip? It's gone. But where? Oh, I... How did it go? No. Let me see if I can find it on another screen. Could there have been an accident? A meteorite? An explosion? Something inside the ship? No, no, no. I don't think so. If it was, it would have showed up on the screen. Now, no, Jay, it just disappeared. One instant it was there, and the next instant, what? It's as if it vanished out of time and space as we know it. What are you saying, Lars? Remember what you were telling me. He was talking to Sally about. About the wandering spaceman? But that's like the old flying Dutchman you said. Van Graaff is a Dutch name. Engineer Marty Folia, sound technician Ed Blaney, script editor Jack C. Wilson, original music by Alexander Vlastovsenko, orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Ted Bell. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking.